Hey guys, welcome to Content Candy's new, new show. It's kind of an old show. It's uh, Cinema Bias with myself, Video Drew, and Alex Mack. Please enjoy. Check us out wherever you can find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, what have you. Like and rate and leave a review. That's like a thing you can do on podcasts. And make sure to also check out patreon.com backslash video drew to find out ways that you can support this channel, which is growing. Okay, end of thing. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on today. We're going to be diving into a definitely a really big family favorite coming in hot from 1984. So I'm pretty excited to dive into that movie. If you're not sure what we're talking about, find out soon. So definitely stay tuned for sure. I'm here with a, one of my favorite lives. people. Yeah. 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 Hi. <laughs> I'm here. Hi. <laughs> hi, what's going on? Not, not much. I just want to say hi. It's Cinema Bias because we were singing it, but like I didn't know if we were live yet while we were singing. So I just want to say hi. Oh. Hi, it's Cinema what Bias. Time? It's Cinema Bias. We're here. Yes, Cinema Bias, where we dive into uh, you know movies that challenge us. Uh, you know why we have watched certain movies, not others, and really surprising each other and finding new favorites along the way. In the past, we've done a bunch of movies that uh, both. I have seen, but she hasn't seen, and vice versa. Drew, what are some movies that you watched recently for the first time because of this show? Oh my God. So when I saw Warrior and I like ugly cried, by the way, by the way, uh, <laughs> Alex Mack, Video Drew, you know, the two people you know. Uh, and we're gonna, we are gonna bring on a special guest soon. It's gonna be like a pretty mm-hmm. special, this is like a very special episode. It's gonna be done experimental style. Get ready for the <laughs> Kenneth Anger of Cinema Bias movies. Uh, hi, Cam Shaft. Hey, Vernon. Um, what are some movies I've seen recently because of this show? Like, mm-hmm. I think I forced myself to watch Raising Arizona in a way that I did not like want to recently. <laughs> but uh, otherwise, like Warrior, The Little Princess. Um, like, what else? Why am I blanking? I'm Whale, so Ri- Whale Rider. Whale Rider. Akira. Mulan director. Oh, definitely Akira. Uh, I definitely mm-hmm. got to rewatch Rosemary Baby and then like make fun of John Roca for never having seen it. So that felt pretty good. Just on a personal yes. level, and Absolutely. what about you, Alex? What are some shows? That, like, what are some movies that you, you know, because we're feeling each other's blind spots? We assign movies that the other one has, hasn't seen, and we give you guys the chance to do that too uh, by the Patreon. <laughs> by the way, please press like and subscribe. Um, yeah. What are some movies that you that you were kind of forced to watch uh, and, and sort of came around on in the show? Well, because of this show. Because of you, Drew, in particular, I watched my third, first David Cronenberg movie, which is uh, was which was Videodrome. I watched my first David Lynch movie as well with the Blue Velvet. I watched Akira, which was a guest selection. I watched uh, another guest selection, which was Wall Street. You know, another. Oh never seen Wall Street. Yeah, I never saw Wall Street until then, a few weeks ago. And, you know, it's all, again, it's all about going outside our comfort zone, challenging our biases when it goes to in the, when it comes to getting into these movies. Because let's face it, whether we realize it or not, intentional or not, we definitely do have biases for or okay. against certain genres, directors, subjects, you know, uh, all that good stuff. So Absolutely. this show is all about challenging that. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. I would just, yeah. By, by the way, I do yeah. want to mention the Streamlabs are open. So guys, if you have any questions, comments, or tips, you can uh, do streamlabs.com backslash video, Drew. I should say, it's just back, it's just slash. <laughs> Don't say backslash. Anyway, uh, that's confusing people. Um, I would say that like yeah. an education, without cinema bias, I would never have watched an education, had so many issues with it, and then like did deep digging into it to find out that the the writer of the biography on which it's based is a howling anti-Semite. But that's like the fun part about cinema bias. Now I'll never not know that. Uh, hey, Weston. Yeah. Hey, hey, everybody. Uh, cinema <laughs> nerd. Um, so we do have a very special guest on to talk about a very special movie that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Before we bring him up, bring her on. I do want to say something. This is a movie that I've never seen. It's Karate Kid. I know a lot of stuff about Karate Kid, but it falls into a couple kind of genres that I, I don't know, normally see. Um, we didn't do a very good job explaining the premise of this show to- I didn't, <laughs> I didn't. To be fair, it is yeah, the one when you ask somebody to be on a show and you go, hey, can you come on and talk about this movie you haven't seen? Not explaining that you should watch the movie beforehand so then we could talk about it. So we're gonna have a very kind of special in, like thing going on where, where we have Marisol McKee. She's gonna be coming on having not seen Karate Kid and we're kind of gonna make the case for and against or maybe just for Friday Kid and sort of leave it up to her about whether afterwards, after hearing all this stuff, uh, it's a movie that she may or may not be interested in. So uh, yeah. yeah, I wanted to bring on, uh, you'll know her as, as, is it Lady Liberty? Is that like, she's a really cool name. Lady Liberty, yes. The- I nailed it, I nailed it. It's uh, yes. Marisol, ladies and gentlemen. Hi. Hey. Hey girl, hey, hey how's it going? Good, for full, for full, full disclosure. I am I am the one and only Lady Justice. Mm-hmm. No. Justice. Lady, oh my Lady Justice. Very close though. I mean Justice they're they're one in the same. I know. I want it all. I still want it all. I still fight for all of it. So it's all good. Justice Liberty, As Liberty That's yeah, that's nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh Marisol, it seems like you, like myself, might also be living in a garage of some sort. Is that is that an accurate assessment? Undisclosed location, yes. Perfect. Um, <laughs> it's a like, corruption like dungeon. Yes. I mean it's our <laughs> I, own kind I, of dungeon, exactly. I live in my I live in uh the nerd chronic garage. That is my house, but also the black lodge. Uh and also the dungeon as well. So just just shout out to that. Um so Marisol, real quick, like uh you've seen a ton of movies, you know. If you watch movie trivia showdown, you can tell that Marisol has come in hot on uh, a bunch of things about a bunch of different movies. You had some polls uh, in your game that I've like didn't know. Just were like hard pass. Like it was pretty <laughs> impressive. So, but you've never seen the Karate Kid. Now, do you know anything about the Karate Kid? It kind of has like some very famous phrases and stuff in it. Yeah, no, I, I've heard I've heard a thing or two about the Karate Kid. Um, I know I know its stats. Like I know about it. Like oh, I know okay. I know I know about it. I know like when it was released and and like who's in it and who directed it. It's one of those instances where it's not it's not like for like you know yeah hey hey Ralph. Wait, who, did, um, who did direct it? Because I've seen this movie now. Actually, uh, it's I the will... guy who directed Rocky. It's John G. Um, Albertson. Oh, yes, um, uh, he did. Not okay, so I did want to mention before actually going into it. Uh, he so actually, I'll tell you a little bit more about behind the scenes stuff going into it. Uh, before we actually go into the movie itself, real quick, just quick summation 
uh, not only but the plot, just like people behind oh. the scenes. Uh, the director is hey, John G. Hey, Albertson, and just because oh. I haven't seen it, I wanted to do the plot thing because I haven't like I hadn't seen this movie before <gasps> today. Oh, okay, right. So usually, sorry about that. Today's been all sorts of funky weirdo stuff. But uh, usually, what we do is like if like one of us hasn't seen it, the other one will get sixty seconds to describe the movie's plot. But before even we get into that, we're just kind of talking about our biases. Like, like that's kind of like the second word of the show, which is just sort of like, do you, do you like watch a lot of sports movies? Is that like, is this, is this something that's kind of slipped by the cracks because you don't, you know, love Ralph, Ralph Macchio for some reason. He's not like a very lovable guy right now. Like, is there, you know, is there any sort of like um, bias that you bring when going like for, for certain movies that you definitely do want to watch or de movies that you definitely skipped or, Anything like that? For me? For yeah. What? Yeah, for you. Um, it's very simple with The Karate Kid. Um, the Karate Kid is such a culturally uh, um, influential, like a, like a big pop culture yes. movie. Um, it's just one of those, it's a very casual, casual, just like um, passive, non-intentional, just missing it. It's one of those movies that mm -hmm. I knew so much about without right. having ever seen it. Like, you yes. know, like the famous lines, you know, the characters, yeah. the, 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 you know, headband, the, the, the wax on, wax off. Like there's so much about it that was yeah. already referenced in like other movies that I would see as a kid, mm -hmm. pop culture, that in this weird way, I kind of felt like I had already, I already knew everything about it. Like, and hard really same, by the way, and when we come to my bias of it, hard same, except with the addition of I'm not generally a sports movie person. As you now know, oh, like from, if you've ever heard me talk about Whiplash or like any of the sports movies I've now forced myself to watch, I don't like movies where like the under theme or like the underlying theme is like go yell at somebody enough and be like abusive enough to a child <laughs> or like a teenager or an informing adult and they will get better at something and you guys will win. Like I don't like that as like a narrative. I don't mm -hmm. like it in Whiplash. I don't like it in like sports movies. I don't like it when Denzel does it. I don't like it when like anyone does it. I don't care if it's like Cobra Kai or Mr. Miyagi. I don't like it when people just give you tough love. And that's a personal bias I have. And I feel like it's a it's a narrative that I don't ascribe to. Like, leave me alone and maybe I'll get good at karate. Who knows? <laughs> leave me alone. Um, maybe I don't wanna be the best karate kid in the streets, but uh, that was my personal bias going in. Now, do you, do you want me to describe the, the plot in 60 seconds or less? Or should we have Marisol describe from what she knows about the movie? You know what? Let's do Marisol first and then. Yes. I'm going to all fill in the gap. Yeah, Marisol, I'm going to put okay. you on the spot. Based on what you understand as a pop culture reference point, and we'll you give you know, like six seconds if you even need it. What, you have as much time or as little time as you need, but it has to be under 60 seconds. <laughs> So, um, what's what's the Karate Kid about? Um, <laughs> sure, uh, no pressure. Um, the Karate Kid's about this kid, this kid Ralph Macchio, who um, I think he goes to a new, he goes, he like moves, um, to pretty sure it's California, um, but he starts in a new school and he's getting kind of bullied and beaten up, um, and uh, Mr. Miyagi steps in. Uh, and kind of the gist of it is that he, he teaches him, he teaches him karate. He teaches him how to, how to center himself, how to center his chi and, and get the best of, of the bullies and the, the bad, the bad energy around him in the world. And they enter, I don't know, 
I don't know if this is the one where they enter in a big tournament. Um, they do? That, that I, well then they do. So then they enter a big tournament and the Karate Kid is, is awesome. And he learns a lot from Mr. Miyagi. The yeah, end. and that's it. With I can't the second can't, piece can't of honest, that was a That was a pretty impressive summary. I wouldn't have known that like they moved to California or that he was, yeah, that, that is, that's basically it. That she got the big, the rest of the thing. If I can fill in a couple extra seconds uh, of, of plot detail, mm -hmm. you don't have to move back. We'll just, we'll just do it real quick. Okay, why not? So, you know, fine, let's do it, let's just do it. Okay, so he moves from Jersey <coughs> specifically to California. And his mom's like a NASA scientist and he's left alone. <clears throat> he falls in love like pretty quickly with Elizabeth Shue. Um, I'm choking while I'm doing this, this is fun. So Elizabeth Shue's used to date this like Aryan youth like uh, looking dude who has like all his friends are Aryan youth looking dudes and they all work out at this Cobra Kai place and they're like evil dojo. And like, there's like their evil dojo mentor who does that whole like yelling at you thing. And then Mr. Miyagi, who's like the billing manager who had a wife and child that died uh, while he was fighting in World War II. Oh, hey, well, watch in. Thank you. Okay, hold on, pause. Cobra Rewatch. Awesome, thank you. So Will Watson donated uh, uh, five bucks and said, thank, uh, you know, he's getting excited because he's about to watch Cobra Kai and he's excited to see uh, Video Drew and Lady Justice. Uh, God, that's one, of those, that's one of those things that's always gonna get mixed up in my head, Lady Justice. Okay. okay. <laughs> Lady Liberty is my sister, it's cool. It's one cool. more second. So he learns how to wax on, wax off. Mr. Miyagi gives him all these like things to do that are supposed to like help him do karate, but aren't actually karate, like wax his car and like do crane kicks. And he tells him like, if you're even fighting, that means you've already lost. But it comes down to the big day. I'm gonna give myself a couple seconds for choking. Come to the big day, they have this big tournament. It really is a lot of also about like <clears throat> the idea of like high school machismo and like what it means to like win a tournament or like beat up the school bully. Because like Elizabeth Shue does like a pretty good job like telling this guy to, F right off by herself. Ralph Macchio's whole thing is kind of like to get over himself enough to be like, oh, this chick likes me and it's not just about being the toughest guy. The Cobra Kai, uh, when it comes down to the big tournament, they do this like a legal move. They, I think that's what it's called, sweeping the leg. He sweeps the leg and he like, or is that the good move? I can't remember. So he sweeps the leg, somebody sweeps somebody's leg and it's like an illegal move, but it, like Ralph Macchio still has to continue playing the big bad who like, who's like, I don't know, literally like, like a, like a youth, like a real, he's a real Peter Sarsgaard in an education, if you know what I mean. Uh, doesn't look, look very dramatic. Uh, so he ends up beating this guy and it's like this huge deal. And like, it, that's great and all, but you're kind of like, wasn't the point of the movie that he didn't have to win? But I guess it feels good to win. And so and then Mr. Miyagi and him and Elizabeth Chu and the mom and everyone, even from the bad dojo seem to like him now. And he gets all the respect. And even the big bad who's been like terrible to him the entire movie and seems like pretty kind of almost, I would say on borderline with racist, uh, if not just anti East Coast kids, uh, is like, hey, good job. Even though like his dojo master's followers we know was gonna like kill him after this match for losing. Uh, and that's, that's, that's Karate Kid. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely good. think you guys definitely hit the nail on the head. Uh, you know, Drew obviously, you went into a lot more detail <laughs> for obvious reasons. Uh, there's also quite a bit you kind of touch on. You can really dive into this movie. You know, uh, if you're watching it as a kid for the first time, you can see get a lot of surface, uh, a lot of surface information from it. You know, at the end of, at the end of the day, who can't who who doesn't relate to a, a new kid in school? You know, that's being teased and you know 
you know, uh, whatnot, and having a crush on a girl that's out of, you know, out of their league. They say that. They say that, but she's like immediately into him. It's more of like a class thing. No, absolutely. Like, like, also, can I just say real quick? Ralph Macchio is so good in this movie. Ralph Macchio is like, like it's like Mm -hmm. he's like working. He's like so naturalistic. I can, I guess, I can see it could be the Rocky director because it just seems like he just is this kid. The way he talks to his mom. Like the way he's like being like the way he's just like kids sarcastic to his mom and like the way he talks to other kids in school, nothing of it rings like I am a person reading lines. It all just reads like I exist in this world and I like you know, you just imagine this you just imagine he is this character. He dresses yeah. like there's there's subtle coding, like he dresses slightly differently than they do. He wears hoodies where they like he dresses like Rami Malik and Mr. Robot, or they all dress like in cable knit sweaters. <laughs> And I mean, like, yeah. it's just these subtle things that make Ralph Macchio, like, a really mwah, chef's kiss performance. I would say, like, this is, yeah, I get now why this is, like, a Ralph Macchio universe that existed for a while in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's yeah. Well, it's definitely, one. he was a huge heartthrob in the 80s. He did quite a few movies, you know, obviously, uh, you know, within the 80s and beyond. And is still, you know, he's, this is like his big role, obviously. But I do kind of want to kind of talk about uh, some stuff behind the scenes. Like I mentioned earlier, if you're not familiar with Karate Kid and just how much of an impact it made, this movie, it was made in uh, 1984. And it had a budget of eight million dollars, and so what? in early eighties, yeah, wait, wait. <laughs> eight eight million dollars. <laughs> and Marisol, now, you be um, asking, when did the spaceships yeah. come in, or when did they go to war, <laughs> or like, you know, how much like Looney Tunes special effects did they put into this movie about a kid yeah. learning a dojo? Um, zero. Like, wh- where did that money go? Yeah, it's definitely, it feels, uh, for what it is, it definitely feels like a very tight movie for sure. Um, but again, a lot of the people involved at the time, they were actually pretty pretty established stars. Uh, now, the movie, the box office of this movie, obviously we know it's uh, spanned multiple sequels. as a huge franchise. It has a TV show, Cobra Kai, right now. It's on Netflix. Go check it out. Um, but the movie itself made $91 million in 1984. It was also the most rewatched movie in 1985 when movies started coming out uh um uh, when renting was a like a thing started becoming a thing so obviously it definitely clicked with people now again i do want to talk about behind the scenes though no go ahead um the movie i know uh marisol you said you already said the director but this is uh the director is john g alvidson he did not only credit kid two and three but also did rocky rocky five but I do want to highlight the screenwriter. If you're not familiar with who he is, who does? Who's like casually know, knows like 50 million screenwriters? I know I don't. Maybe Video Drew. I casually. Does the name Robert Mark Kamen sound familiar to you? Vaguely. Ring any bells? Kamen, like Cayman he, Island? He, this is the guy that wrote, he wrote Taken. Uh, he did The Transporter. He did Fifth Element. He is directly involved with uh, a bunch of stuff. Um, Wait, but yeah, he's been so random. That's like finding out James Marigold also directed, directed Kate and Leopold. And you're like, wait, what? Like what? <laughs> yeah. Still always he did, yeah, but he, he's done so much. He, he did, I mean, he did Columbiana. He did Kiss of the Dragon. He did Lethal Weapon 3, <laughs> you know, oh, and so. 
yeah so this, yeah so this is a guy that a you know not only he clearly has a passion for these characters for you know for the story but also he, this is a guy that's very comfortable with action action focused plots and characters mm -hmm. so uh he was also directly involved with writing involved with the casting process as well and story development for the 2010 reboot with jackie chan and jaden smith now, wow. the directors, the directors, uh, sorry, the actors are involved. Obviously, we got Ralph Macchio as Daniel or Danielson. Uh, we got Pat uh, Morita, aka Mr. Miyagi. Uh, Pat Morita, he was also nominated for an Oscar for best support for best supporting actor for this role. Knowing this, how do you guys feel? Uh, well, I mean, obviously Marisol uh, going into this, but this is more of like a family film. It's comedy, it's action, obviously. But knowing some of the genre, I feel that like there's like a lot of bias against this guy, a cool comedian that does a lot of raunchy comedies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, he would do like a lot of really raunchy stand up essentially at the time. And this guy was nominated for an Oscar. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. I think yeah. it's telling about the people who made it. Like, you know, like it's like they can pull that kind of stuff. It's like you were saying, Alex, like those people, like, mm -hmm. like they know how to, people making it know how to pull like the heart and, yeah. and the goods like out of these kind of stories to make it more than just about like somebody's just got to win the game or somebody's just got to beat somebody in a tournament. Yeah. They made it more about like literally just the sport, like the events of the sport. They, they load it up with heart. That's why, that's why people love Rocky so much. That's why, mm -hmm. you know, they still like give Sylvester Stallone mm -hmm. for, for, all the credit that the places he could take that character and it probably showed in, in this too. Well, I saw you're so good at doing this because like, honestly, I would have believed from the way you just phrased it, you've seen this movie. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> not, yeah, I did. Yeah. There's a lot of information about this movie. Like I said, it was a huge hit at the time and it still is today. But knowing this, um, did you guys like hearing about this initial plot and everything? Did have you guys been told about any like undercurring themes about it on race, classism, um, racism between the different uh, between the students or anything like that? Is there anything that Drew you might have noticed? It's 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 less about that for me and more about like not to circle back to the screenwriter thing for a second, but like mm -hmm. let's go through that guy's credit again. Now, not to put a pin in this, but like. Let's go through those guys like credits again. Every single other movie he's ever made has been like a, like an ex, like a explosive, like high octane, like a Taken movie. Like the guy who made Karate Kid and or I sort of wrote Karate Kid involved. Uh, he said he was involved with Rocky. He wrote Rocky. No, Stallone mm -hmm. wrote Rocky. Or, well, whatever. I mean, he was the same director. <laughs> yeah, at least the same director. I mean, like it. So the rock. It's that's weird. It's. Like he's almost one black or something, or like he's a he's a certain kind of chain black. Like this movie, you're right, Marisol. It has a ton of heart, and the dialogue is great, and none of it reads like <laughs> somebody who's just phoning in characters or create what what John do? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, just phoning characters or trying to like uh like you know. It's very naturalistic. It seems like a John Hughes movie at the point. Like nothing about this besides like the like the sort of tempo of it uh, reads like a traditional sports movie. Like he he's he takes a lot of time out to go do other stuff. There's a lot of stuff. Like yes, it's like he spends time with Mr. Miyagi, gets trained. But even the training sessions themselves are infamously, without having to see the movie, you know that the training sessions involve like him waxing a guy's car, like putting up a fence, like doing home projects seemingly for this this old Asian man who he's become friends with, who he does call mm -hmm. his friend at one point, and it's like a little bit weird. Um, mm -hmm. he, like it definitely is friends with other kids in that school. He's not unpopular. Um, 
it's also weird to like think about a California town where like there's all these surfer bros and like the most popular thing to do in school and the only thing of any value that like determines your class structure. Or I mean, there's there's actual money. There's the class structure because some of them are rich and some of them are less so. Uh, is is karate? Like that's a weird sport to pick for your high school thing. Like there's no big football team in this like world. There's no big like you know. There's no track. There's no basketball. There's only karate, and it's an after school activity. Hey, I'm calling. Hey, Coyote has joined Rachel, the chat. Like, people <laughs> like it from Adam Collins. Also, yes, an amazing new, um, um, amazing new enter in the dojo mm -hmm. tournament that is the movie trivia showdown. Um, yeah. One thing I want to ask Alex is like, like wh what was kind of going on there? There seemed to be like very, a lot of. Let's bring it back to. I love this. Uh, let's bring it back to the fact that yeah, it felt like. If you want that, I can show you something really funny. In a second, it felt like a little bit like an education where I just the kindness of uh, of the specific choice blonde, like all three of the bad dojo kids were versus sort of like mm -hmm. Machio not being like, yes, like, you know, he's it's, not like a blonde kid. Like this is, this is the dojo and they're so fucking, <laughs> they're so, they're so Aryan. Like it's crazy looking. This, I, I know that uh, this guy, yeah. I know you probably have this point out of yourself. It was supposed to be, uh, Sylvester Stallone, who I just, no, not Sylvester Stallone, uh, uh, what's his name? Not Chuck Norris, that's the lie on the internet that I almost thought was true. Chuck Norris did not audition here. It was that other guy, Steven Seagal, who almost played this character. Um, and I get why there's a Cobra Kai TV show, because whatever's going on over there, like in, in their neck of the woods, it to me, it reads as like much more of a dramatic, like that world seems a lot more like narratively interesting. Like, yes, this is a traditional hero's journey that we're taking on, but whatever is going on over there is like some sort of like mix between like whiplash and boot camp and like mm -hmm. and every, the power dynamics are all weird and the, the, the dojo master seems to have like some sort of, you know, you're kind of like, why would you leave your kids with him? He's like abusive. Uh, and they like do things that they don't want to do. He's like, go out and do an illegal move just to win. And they're like, we don't want to do that. We, we'd rather just beat that kid up at the beach. And he's like, no, do it. And they do, and then they just, it just, I don't know. Something about, I just get to see why Cobra Kai would be a TV show that is now on, because it's like, how do you take that that group and explore that intrinsic stuff? Mm -hmm. So otherwise we just have like an outsider narrative. Yes, like Ralph Macchio uh, is like like not white and blonde, and he's dating, like, and they keep mentioning how everyone is blonde in California, how everyone's blonde, everyone's blonde. He found a blonde girl. And he's very Jersey and he's very like, you know, Italian. He's uh, talking about his uncle Louie and all this stuff. And he's got this, you know, my cousin Vinny, cause he is in my cousin Vinny, uh, like, mm -hmm. you know, Jersey accent. Um, he doesn't want to leave home. I mean, beyond that, I think I saw one guy in the background of a scene that was asking like for the bad Cobra Kai guy to come out of the bathroom when Ralph Macchio turns on the water of that. I mean, I don't know. It seems like they all they do it at a high school in the hills, so maybe that's maybe it's nothing more than that. But uh, yeah, Ralph Macchio definitely sticks out, and he's only like Italian. So yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's definitely a movie. It's very, it's very black and white. This is a good guy. These are the bad guys. You can tell just by looking at their outfits. You know, uh, you know, there's a lot of color coded references in this movie. I mean, you can see them exactly. Great uh, pull a picture, for example. They're dressed with skeletons. They're usually wearing all in black. They're wearing these heavy jackets. They're edgy. They're dark and cool. They have a lot of you're and you're totally right, Drew. There does seem like there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes at their dojo that they're. There might be some emotional abuse, maybe some physical abuse, but there is definitely some darker themes going on over at that dojo to make people cut, to make these characters um, react this way so quickly just to a kid that just got to town that all like did it's, nothing it's to like, him, honestly. It's like in these movies, especially in sports movies, it's usually that they have mm -hmm. some sort of bad relationship with their father that like their relationship mm -hmm. with their coach is supposed to fix. Yeah. Huh, mm -hmm. Maybe didn't come like donation. Oh, we just got, it just has an incoming donation. Maybe nothing happened. Um, so yeah, it just, it said like, uh, it seems like in this movie in particular, this is the kind of world where, oh, I'm Snark. Thanks, I'm Snark. Uh, <laughs> where instead of like having your dysfunctional relationship with your dad and you then have a coach come and be your surrogate dad, this is a movie where there like are no dads and like your coach is your dad and he also hates you. And he's also going to like, because that's like, you can tell that the kind of abuse they suffer at the Cobra Kai is like what makes them turn around and just like freak out at their ex-girlfriend or like beat this kid up like mercilessly. Like there's something very obviously wrong going on in their home lights. Now I might, I might be yeah, over like maybe. spiraling into this, this Cobra Kai thing, but like, man, no. do they seem like they have some issues. No, just from what you're describing, um, um, it just sounds like that just sounds, that already sounds fascinating to me than like the average, the average like inspirational sports story that would yeah. maybe show only like one side of it. They would maybe show like, yeah. you know, like a, like a, sh like a shitty home life or something like that. And then sports and the coach is like the answer and the solution yeah. sports is like this God. And you know, like, and it's already so interesting just to hear you say that, just to think about mm -hmm. how like it, it is showing both dynamics in the movie. Um, it mm -hmm. sounds like, and it's showing, you know, how, how, you know, athleticism and those kind of competitions breed both the best in people and bring out the best and can be utilized like in the healthiest ways to really uplift and bring somebody up mm -hmm. and also used in pretty toxic ways too. That's really cool mm -hmm. and interesting that you're saying that it like shows both those dynamics in the movie, which is really important and important to show people so that they can differentiate and, and spot out that kind of, that kind of BS you know, right away. I love how everyone in the comments is like getting confused and thinking that I'm like, I'm identifying or supporting or sympathizing at all with uh, the main Johnny, the main Cobra, uh, not sorry, Johnny's, uh, yeah, Johnny, the main Cobra guy. I'm not, he seems like a, like an evil person, but he seems like he was able to be evil by the conditions under which he was raised. Yeah, I mean like, mm -hmm. that's him, that's Johnny. That, that doesn't look like someone who's having a, a happy home life. Like that's mm -hmm. not someone who's doing so well. Like that's a really sad, sad uh, young man who's being led astray. So I don't know. Is that what the show Cobra Kai is about? Tell somebody you can mention in the comments. I assume so, but I don't know for a fact that Cobra Kai, the TV show, is about. The, I mean, it's the name of the bad dojo. Well, you would assume. Well, well, I think this. I think this is a definitely uh, not only 
I think this is, it can definitely be, like I said earlier, a movie that's very relatable. I feel like a lot of, a lot of uh, people has grown up playing sports or maybe they played activities competitively. Uh, maybe it wasn't karate, but maybe it was, or maybe it was uh, karate or maybe you did baseball or heck, maybe you did competitive chess or, you, you know, or, or whatever, whatever. Can you it imagine or a lot of it? Yeah. I'm just finding out like, hey, like, what's up? You the new kid? You're gonna beat me at karate because that's all we do around here. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I would get my pants. Um, <laughs> by the way, when they fight and when they beat each other up, it's never with karate. They're always just beating the shit out of this kid. Right? <laughs> you would think that if you're like one sport is like getting good at like karate, you would be like using karate on a kid. I don't know. It's it's like the weirdest universe that I want to like explore more with my mind. They like bar yeah. fight whenever they're actually fighting. Yeah, yeah but when they're actually fighting, it's just fist, fist, fist. That's why they always have black eyes. Mm -hmm. And then like on the, it's only in the final scene do you get a sense of them karateing their each other. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. very strange. Yeah, it's a, I do think that this is like definitely a relatable movie for a lot of people for either way. Uh, you know, not only just because people kind of grow up with, you know, a lot of people grow up in these different environments, you know, whether it's being part of a team or maybe it is just like more one-on-one -on -one with your dojo master or your coach or whatever the situation is. And that's how a lot of people, you know, find their clicks, find their friend group, especially in school, obviously. Um, People in the comments are saying that maybe I, maybe Cobra Kai is, and we, and I am like misunderstanding that this has been an already counterculture uh, concept that like Johnny is the real hero, that the, the Aryan youth is the real hero of this journey. And that we're like almost in a way, maybe like retconned or maybe because of like the cult status of it, people have like come around and actually do think Johnny is the hero because like, because certain conditions, uh, very, it's very Sinton. Um, it is a movie they wanted to show the bullying. Um, so like, yeah, Johnny is a hero. The hero of the movie, Bar Barney taught me this. People are saying Daniel comes to town, steals Johnny's girlfriend, and then embarrasses in the big tournament. <laughs> uh, let's be fair, the big beat down. Like, not even beat down, just the third beat down that this Ralph Macchio receives. Wouldn't have happened if uh, Ralph Macchio just hadn't, like, turned on the hoe in the bathroom during the school dance and doused him with water. Johnny was smoking a joint and not bothering anyone. What are you talking about? He beat this kid up twice already and like like threatened to make his life hell. He was maybe at that moment he was not bothering anyone, but like no. Uh he's definitely a bully. He's the worst. Um legendary was it so yeah, I don't know what I yeah, I don't know what Cobra Kai is about beyond, you know, the idea that it's just taking these rough and tumble kids. Um someone else said something really interested. Well, and so sorry, mm -hmm. uh uh, someone said they cheated that, that Daniel cheated at the end, which explain how did Daniel cheat? Like, how did our main character Ralph Macchio cheat when he did the crane thing? Like, he does also if you do if your competitor cheats against you, you you have you have I kind of feel like you no, might have the option to cheat once back, but wait, wait, oh, wait, a little bit of an eye of an eye, just a little bit like, in this part of it. Would like some, somebody in not all cases, just a little bit. It's like if you played somebody else in the faction and they cheated against you, that doesn't mean that in the next game when you're playing yeah. that faction, you get to like cheat somebody mm -hmm. else. So that no, mm -hmm. that doesn't fly because like it was just another competitor who they said like yeah. do the legal move, get yourself kicked out yeah. of the tournament, but like will hurt him physically. So like, yeah, yeah. okay. John was a bad guy. That's what I think. Um, but I don't understand um, cheating. Is that not karate? Did he like mess up? That 
Maybe I, I don't know. Maybe maybe hitting the face is considered bad. Like you can't hit someone in the face. <laughs> like you can't like break someone's nose. You can hit like on the on the chest or shoulder or arms or whatever, mm -hmm. but you can't hit on the face. This is the only scene where they're not hitting each other in the face, Marisol. By the way, that's the only two scene, <laughs> final scene of this movie where these two people are not hitting each other relentlessly in the face. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Now maybe. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I oh, for our next segment, real quickly, we are we are going to be diving into some of our favorite moments, favorite scenes, and favorite characters. Uh, diving into that, I would love to know um, from what you've kind of heard so far, Marisol. Uh, is there any character that you've kind of heard about or that you're more most excited to see on screen when you do There's inevitably watch this movie? Well, sounds good. Uh, which one yeah. he has a single mother and she's like a nasa scientist or something and she's and, really, really down to earth and real jersey and she's really involved in his life in a way that we haven't done justice to she's not like just an archetype mom she's like mm -hmm. a mom who like knows about his love life who he has a very like intimate sort of casual relationship with mm -hmm. she's great yeah She's a cool mom. She's, She's not one of those mom. moms that is just like, oh, hi, honey. How was your day? Oh, and no, is like completely extraneous to like the, the kid's journey. You like, even have the whole scene where like you wouldn't even get this extra beat in most like high school movies where she's like, you're right. Like before moving us, moving you and me to California, like I should have like told you that we were going to do it and like mm -hmm. gave you some heads up. Like it gets that involved in their relationship that like they had their own like um cycle. Is like it's it's mm -hmm. as much of a path as him, Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. So anyway. oh, okay. So Vernon definitely brings something up. And in karate, in karate tournaments, the goal is to strike in a control manner and never at full force. You're trying to win, but not trying to cause serious energy uh, injury to your opponent. So a wild kick to your opponent's face. Oh, it could wow. be considered illegal in most cases. I don't consider totally. it a wild kick. Oh, but it's it's a very controlled kick. So what he did was he after oh my god so the end of this movie is i didn't realize it connected with the guy's face yeah. for some reason i just thought like he stumbled back although that makes more sense that yes the crane kick is yeah. you, kick him in the, you kick him right up in their jaw mm. yeah and then what's weird is the moment after that so he wins by crane kicking this guy unconscious or something uh -huh. two minutes later during the victory scene we see that guy come up to him johnny comes up to daniel and he's like hey great job no hard feelings <laughs> I'm like that's the last we see of Daniel, or uh, that's the last we see of Johnny, and we're like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> definitely not how you act when you lose anything, even if you're a face. So like that was it was a very strange beat. Well, mm. I, I could I could only I think that's interesting. The only way it would tie back to karate because I um I I learned karate growing up like myself, like my dad taught me and my sister karate. So I'm like familiar enough with it. I got to an orange belt. So I'm like I'm like familiar enough and I and from what I know like I think it's interesting to tie it into bullying because like I, I guess what uh what Vernon was saying and everything there like that that completely adds up like karate is like like a form of like it's like a lot of martial arts it's a form of like meditation and self-defense like right. you know like it's it's not it's not an aggressive like it's not it's not it's not combat training you know yeah. to go beat somebody's ass and you know, it's, it's an art it. it's a form yeah, Miss Miyagi keeps saying, keep saying, if you have to fight, like because you you're angry at this person, then like you you already lost, or like this is like fighting is the last resort. He's constantly trying to tell like mm -hmm. da uh, Daniel not to get into fights with Johnny at school and to like not mm -hmm. learn karate just so he can beat Daniel mm -hmm. up, which seems to be the motivating factor of this movie. Daniel wants to beat the shit out of Johnny because Johnny keeps beating the shit out of him, but he wants to do it at karate. Mm -hmm. 
because not only is that their only school sport that they're allowed to do, but for some reason in this world, like even the coaches of the karate are like extremely aggressive, like motorcycle gang angry. And like, that's how they want to do karate. And that's the only thing you can do to like prove your worth. It's, you know, bizarre. reminded me of, uh, uh, Martin Cove, AKA Kreese, the leader of uh, the Cobra Kai. He, uh, not Johnny, just a special idea, adult like guy. Okay. Oh, yeah. So oh, he, he reminds me of like that weird biker guy from Raising Arizona. I think he might be. Not, wait, the one that I didn't know. I mean, it just, I, I got, there's a lot of similar vibes as far as the intensity and the yeah. sheer anger, um, which is kind I'm of interesting. I'm I, I do realize you guys had said in the comments who this, who the actor was. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to realize I have seen him in, in something else. Like the guy you're saying who, who leads the Cobra Kai. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. he's famous and it was a very like hotly contested role. So the reason Chuck Norris said he didn't want to do it was because, he was never offered the role. So like, thank you internet for fact checking me on this. He was never offered the role of uh, the, the, I want to say Cobra Kai commander, but that's just wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, he, uh, but he said over and over that he wouldn't have taken this role had they for some reason offered it to him. Because of course, Mr. Miyagi is the teacher of this one kid and it's like his one spirit journey over to learning it. But Mr. Miyagi is not a teacher with a class. So there's only one coach this entire movie that we see. And it's so the one coach role would have been, I guess, Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris says, mm -hmm. like, no, he would never want karate to be portrayed in this kind of light. Mm -hmm. Like, so he's mm -hmm. like, I don't want a karate trainer to be, ever be portrayed like this. No one mm -hmm. asked him, but, like, it's important that he said that. Because a couple of years later, I think in, like, 92, he went on to make a movie that was, like, literally just karate kid all over again. But, like, this time it was Chuck Norris training him. I think it's called, oh, my gosh, somebody, somebody check me on. Yeah, Chuck Norris. It's called, like, Slingbackers or something, something like that, and it's literally just Chuck Norris being Mr. Miyagi in like the same exact plot. It's it's a very Chuck Norris fact. Uh, well, it's actually, it's really funny you say that, um, honestly, because um, sidekicks. it's called Sidekicks. Yeah, it's, it's, yes, Sidekicks. Thank you. Uh, it's actually kind of funny you bring up Chuck Norris because can we bring up uh, the picture of them at the the final picture of like them at the final scene at tournament on the thing, the final fight. Where you see hey, everyone two points. Sidekick. Yeah. Yeah. If we can bring up that picture, yes. Okay, referee, right there. That man. He is actually, he trained, he's actually the fight choreographer for this film. What? And he also, he does a lot of uh, fights in this movie, specific, like a lot of uh, fights in particular. But he trained with Chuck Norris under the pro, Bruce Lee. Nice. Or karate. <laughs> um, and, you know, uh, you know, several other things. And so it was really cool. But he's he's actually, he was involved and in, directly involved with a lot of uh, the fight choreography for a lot of, for several of the roles as well. But all, also involved with a lot of other Chuck Norris movies. But he uh, is involved specifically as a referee for this one. Um, I do want to highlight a little bit of the cast as well, obviously. Yeah, but actually, specifically, I, I do want to talk about specifically the almost cast. Of this yes, movie. let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. When we imagine think of all, imagine this <laughs> people, but with different people from the movie we just described. The almost, I'm so ready for it. Let's do it. Okay. Have, you guys, uh, you guys, have you guys seen the movie Seven Samurai or Yohimbo? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. I haven't seen them. The uh, yeah. Um, well, yeah, there is a very, very popular 
Japanese actor. His name is uh, Toshiro uh, Mifu uh, Mifune. Mifune? Uh, I can't, I'm sorry, I'm butchering the name, but he is considered a huge karate master when it also has been in a bazillion of one Japanese movies, as well as a lot of uh, uh, being like uh, the uh, karate master in numerous uh, American films. But he was almost cast as Mr. Miyagi, but he was considered too serious. <laughs> yeah, this, side, this side definitely has like a little bit of an impish vibe. I actually think it plays a little weird. There is this one dramatic moment where like uh, Mr. Miyagi has been played as like his mentor. Maybe a little, there's like a little bit of a grudging mentorship, but like Mr. Miyagi takes one pretty clearly, especially when he sees the, the kids getting beaten up. And he's basically like, hey, here, let me teach you karate as like a self-defense. They, they don't let him get their dojo. So he's like, oh, I'll just teach you. But like, there's yeah. this one scene where after he's been doing all this work that he thinks is like pointless, why am I washing your car? Why am I doing this and that? Mr. Miyagi gets like, I don't know if he gets wasted or if he just gets, I think he gets wasted, it seems like, and gets like, he really does get wasted, drunk. yes. And he's drunk and he's crying like a lot. Like, it's kind of like, an, it's almost close to the level of what I felt when I was watching um, a Nick Nolte in mm -hmm. Warrior, where I was just like, oh, this is like a big scene. Like, and it, it hurts to watch because he's just like sobbing over his dead wife and like child mm -hmm. that died. The anniversary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. On their, like on their, like he was at war, right? And they were like in an internment camp or they were somewhere. Like it was not, and it just seemed like the most hardcore thing. And Ralph Macchio is just this, he's kind of like, I'll, I'll, I'll see myself out, I guess. Like this 14 year old kid. It really mm -hmm. was a hard beat to watch. I'm not sure if that was if, like, Alex, do you, do you feel like differently about that? Uh, I'm sorry, my headphones are being like really wonky. So I like over the, for the past like 30 seconds, I could only hear like half of what you're saying. So I think I'm gonna try to take disconnect my headphones real quick. Okay. It's like, like it's, it has these random like <sighs> sounds. So I'm just gonna yeah, take this off. That scene in this otherwise movie sound to you? Content, right? It sounds like the right the right moment of like gravitas. Like it, it sounds mm -hmm. like I love I love shit like that in movies, especially yeah. like I I love right it now. when and even what you were describing and I heard I understood exactly what you mean when you were describing the thing from Warrior because I remember that like you know that war and it's just like oh like it's like it's like heart wrenching and it just like makes like everything real. It's, that yeah. scene, actually, that it's scene like that. in particular yeah. where um, Mr. Miyaki, he's drinking, he is mm -hmm. like, he's where he's clearly in mourning of his lost child and wife, obviously. He uh, apparently, that almost didn't make it into the film. I can see why. It, 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 yeah, it's the director, he fought hard Mm -hmm. yeah. He definitely he fought hard for it. The studios said that 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 doesn't fit the tone of the movie, and it's also uh, it makes it longer for no reason. And you know it's too dark, you know all that good stuff. But the director fought really, really hard for it, and he said it wouldn't have worked as well as it did if it wasn't for uh, you know Pat Morita, obviously. And he said that's the the scene in particular that really got him the Oscar nomination. Okay. Andrew, I I was assuming that that the someone she talked about Seven Samurai, she didn't mean Kurosawa, but then it sounded like this guy was in mm -hmm. a lot of other movies. Oh, because he would have, yeah, he would have just been older. Mm -hmm. Okay, the Kurosawa films. Um, who is this actor who plays Mr. Miyagi? 
Like, his name is, uh, Miss, okay, so his name is Pat Morita. Uh, so Pat Morita at the time, he was, uh, he was actually like a, a, a pretty established uh, stand-up comedian at the time. Um, but, you know, at the time he was actually, he wasn't known for being a, a guru or he wasn't even known for being a particularly chill dude. He was known for doing raunchy, weird stand-up comedy. He would do sexual oh racist jokes. He was considered, oh he, and he took this role being like, I'm just looking for a paycheck, honestly. It's like and intense so, Kim Jong playing this character, like in like, funny, like, <laughs> like, is that what you're telling me? That, yeah, it almost it happened. He so he did this a lot. He's um, it's almost very similar to um, okay, I can't remember his name, but he was a captain of the Oh, what? Oh, is it? Sorry, go ahead, Alex. What? What? Who, I can't remember his name, but the the comedian of Cast of the Bad and Show Full House. Oh, um, Bob Saget. Bob Saget. So kind of similar to him, where he's casting this really wholesome dad, single dad role. That's like, you know, family guy, where in real life, he does a lot of raunchy, really intense, really yeah. comedy. It's very, it's very, very similar um, for him. So, wait, wait, um, wait. Lon brings up a, a, a Pat, the name. It's Pat Morticia, and he was Arnold in Happy Days. Is that true? Is that like the connection? No. No, no that's not like a, that's not a, that's not a thing. And, I mean, it's well, true. It's true. I was just thinking Joni Loschachi doesn't have yeah. He he was cast in a handful of very. He was cast in a handful of movies and different like henchman roles. He was in Happy Days. Absolutely. He was also a henchman in Thrill. Thrill the Emperor. There we go. There we go. I came to life. Okay. I made that noise. There it is. Wait, wait. I yeah. made that noise. But I didn't even know that he's the voice of Emperor yeah. Mulan. Yeah. Yeah. I have not seen Mulan. That's one I've I've missed out on. So I will know that, but I made a noise as if like that's a huge understanding in my head. You might um it's something you might be a little more familiar is that he was in he was in the show MASH, um Kung Fu, um yeah, Midway. He did uh yeah, but he he did uh Alice in Wonderland in nineteen eighty five. But yeah, the guy has done quite a bit of work for sure. He's you know, he was established, but his big thing was doing stand up comedy behind the scenes. I mean, mm -hmm. that's hilarious. Also, you have to understand. So it's like casting George Carlin in like a movie and you're like, wow. I mean, like, yeah, you're in Bill and Ted, but like you're mostly known for like being like very, like telling very raunchy jokes. Uh, so that's mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. um, you're like, like, you know, Eddie Murphy or somebody like uh, there is a big part of this movie that is just this guy trying to catch like a fly with his chopsticks very unhygienically and seemingly for no purpose that I can discern mm -hmm. over the course of the film. Uh, it has something to do about you know, striking while, speed. you know, speed. And then, but it just seems like you're, that's gross. Yeah. I with those chopsticks. I like hated that. And it was an ongoing bit that he was trying to catch a fly with his chopsticks. I mean, cause it's also like the mm -hmm. ultimate power move. I mean. It is, it is sort of big dick energy. I will admit that. <laughs> it's a lot of big dick energy. Who doesn't hear a fly and try to catch it? Like who I doesn't mean, do that? I don't and realistically, do we miss that versus how many times do we actually hit the, get the fly? You know what I've been thinking no. about a lot, uh, somewhat off topic. I'm thinking about buying one of those um, salt they're like they're like salt guns, and they like they look like 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 super soakers, and they spray salt out. And whenever you see a fly, you just like aim it at them, and and the salt like pings them, and uh, you can make a real sport out of it. And I've been thinking about getting one, 
because I hate flies. So maybe this movie was just a little bit triggering for me. Re like or, have you, well, you seen might, the movie Fly? You the might fly? enjoy. Oh yeah. Yeah. You you might enjoy um which we now have two is those like a little electric like tennis rackets. Oh, um, I those are lethal and you can kill yeah. many a fly. You can massacre some motherfuckers with that thing. It's really it's really I, actually pretty fun. Would you be interested in hearing about how I plan on going to like I think I think we should be having a war on bugs quite honestly. There's a, like that's what's going on in my life right now. Well, I kill about 40 lantern flies a day, so I war is the war is started. What kind of flies? Lantern flies? Are they not are they not over there yet? Oh no, no. <sighs> what horrifying oh. thing is that? They're all over the East Coast. They like they like they're they're a parasite. Like they 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 land all over trees. We're having like an infestation of them. They're an invasive species, and we're having an infestation of them over here. And they're all over the trees, and they like they they kill them for some reason. They feed on them. They're they're pretty toxic, like oh a hive. God. So we're we just have to kill them whenever we see them. You know, this we're, is so it's like, great. Hey, really Alex, you got that on your twenty twenty bingo? The uh, the awful the awful East Coast. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, they're locusts yeah, over here, man. They're like the, instead the next of lantern flies, I put down uh, uh, I put down a volcano eruption <laughs> instead. Oh, we have another one. Yeah. Unfortunately, I didn't get that one. Oh, I have major earthquakes. That's my mm -hmm. one spot left. Um, well, what um, yeah. So I mean, like, kind of. Doing, so some of these, yeah. What is the world right now? I don't even know. But yeah, the 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 fly catching with the tennis rackets. Oh my gosh. I, I thought that was like almost an Asian thing. Like I've only seen Asian households have those. I mean, I'll do um, whatever, what, by whatever means necessary. Anyway, you know, I might, let, let, let's, we're going to have to I've been watching out. Starship Troopers. Sorry, well, I'll, yeah, I'll end this beat and say, <laughs> I've been watching Starship Troopers a lot and thinking this movie makes a lot of sense. We should kill the bugs. Like, Kill the bugs. Not kidding. I mean, it's also it's in California, so you got to kill all those. Starship bugs. Troopers um, is a is a modern classic, as far as I'm concerned. Every, as far as everyone's concerned, we get it now. We see <laughs> now that he was being a funny. We get it. Mm. He was. It wasn't an accident. Okay. <laughs> guys, for the Corolla Daniel, big one of the big hot drugs of the '80s, obviously. Um, what? Okay, so what other Oscar-winning actor? Do you think could have fit the role of Machio? Sorry, of uh, Ralph Macchio's character. Oh, oh, sorry. That you saying playing the Ralph Macchio character or mm -hmm. the Mr. Miyagi? What Oscar-winning actor could have played this character? Is there a right At that answer? Time, you're, oh, yeah. you're, um, who would have been um, young enough for that? Um, wait, okay, wait, wait. Multi do we get multiple? Um, you know, I can come up with multiple. Can you I mean, Brad Pitt would have been young oh, enough to do that, right? Michael J. Fox? Like, no, because he's not, like, he's not... He's not Oscar-winning. But Brad Pitt is and would have been about that age, right? No, he can't be blonde, though. Like, he's, maybe he could be blonde. Oh, right, I mean, right, blonde, right. Italian. Um, I don't know. I really uh, can't be anything. for the guy from E.T., that little kid. No, he's too young. Mm -hmm. Oh, damn it. Now, I'm to, like, give me a hot second. Give me a hot second to find Charlie you Sheen. some actors. Charlie Sheen? Is it? Charlie Sheen would have been too old at that point. Tom Cruise, someone's saying? Oh, no. no, 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 no. Charlie no, Sheen looked like he was like 25. You know what? It's going to be a Rumblefish guy. It's going to be one of the ones from the other two. Like Matt Dillon? Could it yeah, have been Mike Matt Dillon? But he didn't win an Oscar. Yeah, but you said you said it is an Oscar winning guy. Is it? Who else was in Rumblefish? James Frank. James Franco? 
Was it gonna no move into the um who is it? Alex? I'm dying to know. Okay. Give me a hint. Uh, Tell me something they were in. I also just found out, I just realized that he's not an Oscar winning actor. He's an Oscar nominated actor. So I feel oh, Did I say the right <laughs> thing? up for failure. So that's completely my bad. Um, there was an actor that was, uh, he, that's, um, Sean Penn was actually yeah! offered the role of Daniel. He, um, Sean Penn's he Oscar winning. offered the role numerous times. Uh, he was actually begged by the studio and the director to do it. However, he, at the time he was, um, in his late teens and he's like, I want to do more serious roles. I want to do more adult roles. Um, but he also went on later to say it was one of the biggest, uh, you know, uh, regret film regrets he's ever had. He regrets not taking that role and doing the movie because he's a huge fan of the movie. But also he does think that Ralph Macchio is perfect for that movie as well. I would say Ralph Macchio deserved like at least some sort of award. I know probably not an Oscar, but like he did so good in this movie. Yeah, I just like, like how crazy he is. Like he is so good in this role. It like makes me want to go back and watch like a My Cousin Vinny or a, and then you can insert another Ralph Macchio movie that doesn't suck like here, because uh, it he's just so good. It's just like that's kind of like like the Corys, you know, like how how good they were at acting, you know, when they were when they were young. He did win. Sean Penn did win an Oscar for Milk. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah, I know. I it <laughs> I Sorry. Now, and I was like pulling up names and it only pulled up like two other things and it did and milk didn't pop up. But I have hey, also No, it's all good. Franco. I wouldn't I don't want that anyway. Wait, I said James Franco, so I was pretty close because they're James like, Franco you know, was an infant. Yeah, but he was in milk also. <laughs> Maybe that's the connection thing up. My um, mind when I get to the right answer, Marisol, it's never by the, the correct like linear path of Fair enough. Uh, we also had not only Sean Penn, who passed up on it, but also a guy named Kyle Eastwood, son of Clint Eastwood. He actually auditioned several times to be in this movie under under for both Daniel as well as um, Johnny as well. Unfortunately, he didn't get it, but he is not only... Um, he, thing is he ended up becoming a huge composer for doing a lot of works for his dad he did uh the, he was a composer behind grant reno invictus letters from iwo jima so he also went on to have a pretty great career as well but this is yeah it's just kind of weird like behind the scenes how many people are involved with this <laughs> that are actually like pretty very established now guys was, was this before or after rumblefish or am i just making up ralph maggio was definitely in rumblefish right am i making up that fact line you can he was definitely in the outsiders i could tell uh, you that so, that, so that he was in the outsiders then yes by definition he was in rumblefish so matt dylan was in both oh, no, i know matt dylan yeah yeah, yeah. Rumblefish and, and i've never seen rumblefish though um, well i'm looking at the imdb page right now and he's not listed no, was that like the one guy they couldn't get back for Rumblefish? Because it's like Scorsese, Scorsese, who directed mm -hmm. it? Like, uh, like he directed that uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Coppola Rumblefish, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did that one in Outsiders. Let me never go against you in movie trivia because woof, that would be awful. <laughs> So no, you're not supposed to say that. We should, we should have a, we should have a match. We should totally play yeah, each other. It'll be a blast. I'd be, a, I'd be terrified. Like you know how you just knew the Rumblefish stuff, and I have never even seen Rumblefish or The Insider. That's why me and Alex have this kind of show. Well, yeah. I've never seen The Karate Kid, so we're even. Hey, man. We're even. It was brand new. And can I get say something, Alex? Like 
maybe not jumping ahead too much, but you know, after I can't even see the clock after, yeah, like almost an hour. I, I do want to say that I highly recommend this film. It hasn't become clear. Like we're an hour in and I, and I haven't made it clear. Uh, this is like a hard indoors. This is, mm-hmm. this is a great film to have seen. I think just because there's some moments of it that are just so like, yeah, they're iconic. And it does like, if you're a persnickety person or an imaginative person like me, and you can't like just stop thinking about that other dojo, like it's going to bring up some like, oh, there's some complexity and nuance here. And it does have that feel of like Rocky where it's like, it's just this lone competitor and it's like a lot of heart and stuff. But there's, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's a lot to unpack here. Like there's just a lot of coding yeah. in this movie. There's a lot of like class issues in this movie. It's, there's a lot of karate and mainly just waiting around to do karate. So wait, no spoilers, but he's basically training him the entire time by doing these stupid tasks, how to do karate secretly. Like even just that alone, like when I was saying that, like I'm aware of it because of how much it's like referenced, that's in Hercules. Like there's like a scene in Hercules where they just like, they do exactly that. And so like just seeing that alone, I'm just like, oh, yep, that's, it's it's everywhere. I Mm -hmm. I like saw the Karate Kid without even seeing the Karate Kid. And the whole trope of movie things where they're like, why do you have me doing this stupid task, coach? Why do you got me like, (laughs) why do I have to sling the rocks from like the thing from quarry into the water? And you're like, I don't know, and you're probably in, in you as knowing it's a trope, go like, well, it's probably because like slinging rocks into the quarry is going to turn out to be like an important part of, you know, figure mm-hmm. skating. Uh, that whole thing's going to like come back around and be involved. That's like the origin, I think, or this is mm-hmm. the most famous example of like that with the wax on, like wax my car. You know, it's actually karate. You can slowly learn karate. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like it's almost, uh, it's, it feels like, uh, uh, Rocky only for a younger audience because it hits all the same notes, has a lot of some very similar themes, you know, as a, a love story, it has, you know, um, you know, he has like a mentor, he has, you know, a big match going on at the very end, like a lot of sports movies, you know, um, but he's, it's an underdog story as well. And, uh, you know, a lot of montages obviously as well. Now, oh, no. Now, can you imagine, I do want to go, I, I do want to start with Marisol asking you this. Can you imagine this as a, a musical? Potentially. Plot-wise. I think this is leading somewhere. Hmm. Um. Yes. Only because of the, you know, the sensationalism of the story. Like, you know, like that's, that's, you can make a musical about, you know, Feel like almost anything if you try hard enough. Hey, Axel, we've just pitched you this concept of a sports movie that takes place entirely in karate. Could you see it as singing, as well? Do you think they could just hypothetically in your head? Do you see a hat on top of this hat? Um. Yeah. I mean, only I feel like singing could go hand in hand with like the art and the, yeah. the ballet of like of like fighting, like the fight oh, yeah. choreography. I could see I totally like a Jets and Sharks situation. Like you know, Jets like. I'm seeing Nightman from like uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like I'm not oh a master of karate and friendship. And like, oh my god, that's right. I'm Dayman. Dayman. Yeah. yeah. Yes, they already I'm have saying. a musical. They already have a musical it's, about it's this exact thing. Yeah, it's Max. But Alex, it seems like maybe we should have said no, so you could go. Well, guess what? No, it's us. Uh, no. I, I, it's definitely, it was actually announced in January of this year that it was going to start a pre-production and auditioning process 
for finding, uh, putting together the Broadway musical adaptation for this film, the first one, I just want to clarify. Um, it was going in, uh, it started this year in January, but obviously with everything going down, it didn't go very far, unfortunately. Uh, but the director that was at, at the helm of everything, what his name was Amon uh, Mi, uh, Miyamoto. He's an internationally renowned uh, Japanese uh, theater director that he's worked in UK, France, here in the US, uh, Japan as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, there's a lot of excitement, a lot of um, going into this. <laughs> a lot well, people of really want to want us to address two very specific things. They want us to talk about the music. They want mm -hmm. us, they really want us to talk about the music. Like it's gonna be very important. And then also, oh, Bill Conti did the music to this too. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. it is the Rocky yeah. Crew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so people are like uh, freaking out about that. I'm seeing what else they're freaking out about. Um, <laughs> mostly, mostly just that. And then, let's see, No Mercy song is, yeah. Oh, so wait, that he was up for the Rocky. They gave it to, so they gave it to Rocky. Yikes. Uh, hold on, let's see. Well, uh, wait, Rocky three. Rocky, Rocky three, three didn't yeah. come out. Rocky three didn't come out the same year the Karate Kid came out, though. Uh, yeah, I even I've I mean, only seen the first one, and I did not like watch any of the sequel. It came out a couple years before. Hmm. Yeah, but the yeah the music in this is very iconic as well. Bill Conti, you know, obviously one of the one of the more notable composers, you know, working today. Um, Drew, uh, Drew and Marisol, right off the top of your head, what are other, um, you know, movies or compositions that uh, you think of when you think of Bill Conti? Sorry, oh, I missed I the question. My computer cut out. Oh, like, um, that's Bill Conti? It's like Rocky, um, right? The Rocky. Uh, uh, iconic movies or, you know, themes that you kind of think of, uh, aside from Rocky as well? Um, uh -uh. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not scores. And I haven't explored. Right yeah, his. I mean, I'm sure. I've, it's probably one of those situations where I've heard it, and mm -hmm. then without like realizing that I heard it, only because I haven't really like, like That's looked good. up his uh, his body of work specifically. Yeah. What he did. Uh, does he do yeah. a lot of sports movies and competition movies, and like also stuff in the seventies and eighties? He would have to. Have. He probably blew up with. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was uh, he was involved as a you know not only conductor and composer, but he did a lot of stuff. He did for your eyes only the Bond movie. Oh. <laughs> uh, he also did uh, Bad Boys. Uh, oh, he's uncredited as that one, but oh, he did Bad Boys. He did sure. Fantastic. Uh, he did you know Rocky Two, Formula, things like that. But uh, Rocky yeah, two and Rocky Three or just Rocky Two? Oh, I well um. Did he do like, Bad Boys, the, like the Sean Penn Bad Boys? Wasn't there a Sean Penn Bad Boys? Oh, yeah, wait, great Rocky question. Dollar, Rocky Five, no, three, three. Did I make that up? No. It, but it, yeah, he's done a lot. Made that up. Wait, which one is it? Is it Bad Boys, the one with Will Smith, or is it Bad Boys, the, the Sean Penn one, right? Oh, yeah, or, isn't there a Sean Penn Bad Boys from the no, 80s? No, he said uh, did the I one make that up? the one with Sean Penn, yes. No! Yeah. You know I know that, Alex? You know why I know no. that? Because one time you no. got a question about it sometime. You like you got a question about it once. And I was like, I like just I remembered it stuck in my head. Cause you were or you were writing a question or something. Sounds like that. me. Yeah. You were writing a question. I was like, well, that's a fact. So very cool. That's a factoid. Yeah. Yeah. But the you know, he did a whole bunch of he did Ferno Thomas Crown Affair in ninety nine. One of my favorite soundtracks, by the way. Mm. A perfect game, two knives. Um 
Uh, yeah, Necessary Roughness, Year of the Gun, The Fourth War, Conan Tate, Betrayed, Broadcast News. Here's the problem Matthew with the composers. They do so A lot much. of good stuff. Here's the a problem with composers. Yeah, a lot of them compose a lot of things, and a lot of them make a lot of music. It's hard I to just refuse to believe he worked with Michael Bay. I think that's why my brain was rejecting that. <laughs> I was like, no, that's not right. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to be going into one of our final segments of the show. You know, putting into into context, obviously. Before That's we funny. go into our final segment, I do want to take a minute to ask, uh, you know, ask everyone here, you know, where can we find y'all? What uh, you're doing outside of this, Marisol? Where can we find you? Your lovely face and anything you're working on. Um, I'm mostly just working on my own little, my own little editing and filming projects at home. Um, but, uh, when I do come out of my shell, sometimes I appear on Facebook and sometimes I appear on, uh, uh, the, the Twitter, um, or the Instagram, um, at, at, uh, my name, Marisol underscore Mariah, M-I-R-I-A-H. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think in general, when you're not doing Shmodown, like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, um, um, I am, I am occupying myself with, I mean, right now, um, some odd jobs, like odd photography jobs and, um, and filming jobs. Um, and then also kind of babysitting. It's semi full-time babysitting my, my niece and nephew, little, little family bit there. Um, but yeah, always just, just, just working and editing my own silly little projects. Do you like movie stuff or like, or sorry, I guess I could ask this question like other times or something, but it's like, like movies, no. trailers, like just like, um, yeah, just, just, uh, just, just personal projects, just, um, just flexing, um, practicing and, and well, I'm, I'm, I'm a film student, so I just kind of keep wow. my, uh, keep my, my, I'm trying to keep myself active and, yeah. and creative and productive. Have you been watching any, like, is there anything that you've watched recently that like, it, like just, for training or otherwise it like really impressed you? Um, like any movies? Yeah. Um, um She's I'm, like, nah. Nothing nah. really jumped jumped out at me. I mean, I mean the most the most like thing that moved me like the most that I recently watched was the last uh, Spike Lee movie, uh, uh, The Five Bloods. Um, mm -hmm. because I'm a I'm definitely I'm a big Spike Lee fan. So I guess that's a and he oh, always God. inspires me. You know, there's there's whether I even like his movies or not, he always inspires me and makes me think and 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 interests me on some level. So that's probably the last thing I saw that got my my juices going. Yeah, yeah. It's not that's a that's so that. It's a wheel slice category. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh that. yeah, very well played video. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, no. Okay, it's, it's yeah. Yeah. It's been great hearing from you, Marisol. It's been great talking to you a little bit. I would like to talk to you more. You seem great. Uh, yeah, this was super. This was super fun. I didn't even need to see the movie, and I had a blast. I felt like well, I have. You well, guys convinced yeah. me. I'm gonna go see this. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I do want to mention. Okay, we are not. Was I? Where this is not the end of the episode. Just want to clarify. Oh, okay. uh, it's oh. not the end. Of the episode. I just want to clarify. I just want to kind of go into this before we are going into our final segment of our show, uh, which is putting it this movie into context. You know, this movie obviously is very important in pop culture. There are numerous sequels. It has a show, like I mentioned, with Cobra Kai, but it's very influential when it comes to only sports movies in general. But uh, but I know, I feel like it's definitely one of those movies that I, I mentioned 
earlier on Mornings with Roka that I am watching this with two people I've never seen this before. And everyone was flabbergasted. They were like, how the F? Have Drew never seen this movie? How has Marisol had never seen this movie? Like, I just need to understand. And so, um, yeah, so putting into kind of context, okay, so... Okay, so do you think this movie has been influential, um, you know, within other movies, you know, that kind of came after it? Do you think it was like the most pivotal role, you know, for these actors or starting with uh, Drew? I mean, like, I think I'm going to echo what Marisol said at the very beginning, which is like, this movie is so iconic. It's so well known that like there are points where like you you don't need to have ever seen this whole movie to understand like, its effect on the culture like it's just so much it's like the kind of like the godfather or something like that where it's just mm-hmm. sort of like it's in everything it's the rep it's like the urtext reference that you go back to for certain mm-hmm. kinds of releases like they're just mm-hmm. so well known some of the imagery is so well known that this story yeah. itself I'm kind of like rocky like it's a story that like is not is a is a great movie god i don't want to do a hot take but like it's a great movie but like it's more about those they like you know the real big moments of it because they like they stand for something or they're like universal in some way so like mm-hmm. yeah i think it's uh, absolutely influential and stuff like do i think i don't know there's it's not problematic in any way like i liked it i just yeah i would recommend it and, uh, i'd say i would say it's pretty influential i i'm very honestly i was like i was dreading going into this episode a little bit because uh-huh. this movie is so uh because i love this movie so much and i was scared that you were gonna hate it well wait what's this movie mean to you well this movie um this movie is definitely a very sentimental movie for me i mean this is a movie i've seen um i saw this movie again for the first time in maybe over a decade and I feel like I, I was so surprised at how well I knew it almost line for line. <laughs> it's a movie that I've probably seen dozens of times. Um, hey, Eric, if you're watching, we're gonna need a, we're gonna need a Karate uh, Kid video for on a quiz. Ooh, oh my God, I'm here for that. Um, but also I was really, I loved, uh, I was like one of the few people that also loved a lot of the sequels. Uh, the second one where they were going to, the second one is where they end up going to Japan and, and some people from Mr. Miyagi's past also have a huge grudge against him. Um, the third one that I take was released really in 1989, which uh, uh, who is the villain, one of the big villains of this movie, who's the leader of the Cobra Kai. He ends up, uh, he wants to kind of redeem himself against Mr. Miyagi and everything. Oh, and, wow. Great uh, idea. That's where that should go. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also the last one uh, was the fourth with, one with Hillary Swank. Yeah, really? that's I've actually seen that one. I can't believe I can't believe I didn't that didn't occur to me. I saw that one when I was a little kid. So I have seen a Karate Kid. Movie. There you go. Um, it's kind of There's like a bunch of different franchise brands of it. I yeah. feel like we we rebooted them. Yeah, it's definitely one of those movies that. Um, it's it, no matter your age, you're gonna like some aspects of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and you're gonna get something a little bit different from it. I don't feel like any of the sequels or the reboot can really compare. Obviously, um, I I do also love really love the the, next, the 2010 version. Um, I don't think it was a perfect movie, but I definitely had a great time watching it. But it's definitely a story that I I, I love seeing continued. 
you know, and, uh, you know, with the show. Yeah. Are you, are you kind of curious to not only watch the movie, Drew, but are you kind of curious about the TV show as well? Because it is yeah, focused on the I was, I was, was the most interesting part of the karate kid to me. I'm seeing yeah, that like yeah. this is like hitting some people in like some like five pointer feels. Like they're like they're, it, is, it is so important to some people. Like kind of like the Goonies, where it's like I've seen the Goonies now, and it's like the Goonies. Like, th but that this is better than the Goonies. But like people that are like saying this is like their whole lives or like their whole childhood and stuff. I just didn't have that experience. Like I knew a lot of stuff about the karate kid. I mean, not the actual stuff like facts, mm -hmm. but stuff like phrases and like ideas but like yeah i would be very interested in watching a whole series about the bad guys dojo because that's like the most mm -hmm. interesting part of this movie Un unfortunately for like you know the main story i guess well it uh, is available on netflix so i definitely recommend go checking it out for sure um yeah so i think you know also you know this movie definitely does hold up it's it can easily be translated to almost like word for word, you know, um, into today's, you know, into into a movie today as well. Mm -hmm. Overall, yeah. is there any part uh, is there any part of the movie that do you feel like doesn't age well, or is there any like moments that's just like eh, that? Yeah, you know? I would say like when the three blonde-haired, rich white dudes came and beat up like. Brown boy, that's all. I feel like that would maybe still happen, but like it didn't look great. Like it, it didn't seem like I was. It's like, and then they all go do karate. Really, like doesn't do not think that age well. I think you would have to do something where it was like they couldn't just be like these blonde assholes. Who, like, I think that's that's why I, that's why I thought it worked honestly because I thought it kind of created this idea of like a, not only a culture clash but also this idea of cultural appropriation as well, um, and also. Uh, Colonialism. I mean, yeah, I like that. I hear, I, I saw that, and I saw, and I associated with like colonialism trying to take it over and keep it for themselves. But maybe uh, I was looking too much into it. I mean, imagine like, the, but you know, when they did the Jaden Smith one, like, did they keep all those elements? Did they keep those guys from the Cobra Kai when they remade this movie? Is mm -hmm. that how the Cobra Kai seemed? Like, you guys can tell me in the comments because, like, that seems like a different kind of movie. Yeah, um, I, I do know in the in the show they they do keep uh, several. The uh, Ralph Macchio comes back. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Shue is coming back. Oh, um, is the movie not. Oh, sorry, is the TV show not about the actual Cobra Kai? Because that's the bad guys' gym, right? Is it not it about? Is, bad guys? It is focused on them, but but it's actually like set in like today's time, reflecting on those situations hmm. and how okay. they're like in the past, how they're adapted, how they kind of grew up. So he runs the Cobra Kai. Mm -hmm. Like Ralph Macchio now has run, he's running the evil gym. Oh, I get yeah. it because he needed yeah. a gym because he wanted to teach kids. So eventually he gets mm -hmm. the Cobra Kai. Okay, I can get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he's yeah. almost like corrupted per se. Which I'm, is really interesting. Know, I'm gonna, skip, um, I'm gonna skip the rest of it and just watch Cobra Kai. I think. Go do it. Um, yes. Um, okay. Well, Marisol, overall, I think you mentioned it earlier, but when are you gonna go watch this movie? <laughs> Well, um, immediately if I could. No, I, I, I actually am like, honestly, I'm going to watch it this week. Yeah, um, you better. I am. No, I honestly am. Like I, I, for, for lots of reasons, just because, you know, just in general, like I'm always, I'm always, it's just a giant cue. Like I'm always love movies so much. I'm always just 
trying to get to the next one that I haven't seen yet. And I did put this one off. What's up? I, I am on Letterboxd, actually. Cool. Um, I saw you on Letterboxd. Because you seem real smart about movies. Yeah, I am on Letterboxd. Um, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of fresh on that. That is that was I was introduced to that. Um, but I am. And I think I think my Letterboxd is actually just my name, too. I think it's just Marisol um, Marisol underscore Mariah. Uh, the same thing, like my my Instagram, and my um, that thing. Um, but yeah, uh, no, no, like I am gonna watch it. Cause like, cause like I said, like it, it was something that just casually, I, I was just like, oh, I feel like, you know, like I've seen so many cultural, like pop culture beats and references to it. I've probably seen it. Like, you know, hmm? that yeah, that's me, that's me. Oh, you rated Wolf of Wall Street one and a half stars? Oh, uh, girl. Okay, all right. Well, you want my hot take? Okay. okay. No, yeah. okay. no. Um, yo, but also, like, yo, quick, where can we find? Just exactly what you feel about Wolf of Wall Street. Go. 60 oh, seconds. You, you want my 60 seconds? Yeah, let's go. On Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, gosh. Okay. So Wolf of Wall Street is like like that, that indulgent, you know, cocaine scene from Casino, that 15 minute like moment and like low point stretched out to a three hour goddamn movie. Yeah. And, and it's so, and which is funny, which is interesting. And then after like three hours of it, you get it, you get it. These people were out of control. You know, it's, it's like, it's, is this like kind of making it seem like it was a, like fun? Like, is this, is the point of this to seem awesome? Like, because they're kind of shooting it like it is. No, they, that's totally, the whole movie is like making it seem, look how awesome this actually is. Like it's a demented, it's a demented like, like hero biopic story about like, like the craziest pieces of shit from the, from whenever, yeah. the eighties or whatever. Um, and it's, it's twisted and it can be fun. And it would have been fun if it were like maybe 90 minutes. Um, but, but three hours is just, it's just an epic version of this story is just is just fatal. It ruins. It ruins it for me. I had enough. Um, I can only take so much broy, broy high fives and banging hookers and, and snorting and and midget midget tossing whatever they were doing in that movie. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's a, definitely a movie. There's a lot to dive into with that movie. Um, I don't agree with you on the one and a half stars, but I definitely agree with you with a lot of the with a lot of the ideas surrounding it. It's way too long. It's very ridiculous. It's very extravagant. But I also feel like it's purposefully so. Um, but that's very much a different conversation for another day. It is. it is. I just know, I just know that Wolf of Wall Street will not be talked about, especially in the conversation with Scorsese. That movie will not be talked about in 20 years, much less 50. So, oh, yeah, I love that. That's, I wonder how we got here. You wonder how we, how we got here. People love Wolf of Wall Street. People love that movie. That's why, why we're love that movie. I'm not saying there aren't good things in it. Oh God, especially the actors. Leo's having the time of his life and, and Margot's great. And it, that movie gave us Margot Robbie. You think that like maybe that's the only time Leonardo DiCaprio has ever been happy on a like movie set? Because it seemed like it. It seemed like he was having like actual fun with with uh with uh Jonah Hill. Like that's oh, the I know they can you can tell because Leo has always refused to do Saturday Night Live, except for that one time Jonah Hill was on and he like crashed the yeah. open and you're well, like, oh, they love funny. What? He's not a funny guy. He's not a comedic not a actor. Comedy. Yeah, Leo's not a comedic actor. But there, that was his chance. If he was going to do it, he was going to do it under his 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 surrogate father, Martin Scorsese, and he was going to have the time of his life doing it around all the people in the right situation for it, and just a sensational, absolutely ridiculous story where he can at least just act 
you know, and, and go as, as far and take it as far as he could. So I get it. It looked, it, looked, it looked a lot of fun to make, trust me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, sure it was real entire life. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, uh, we are. We'll say that is our final segment. So we're going to let you guys know uh, what our next movie is for next week. We are um, about. To, we are in the process of confirming our guest for next week. So stay tuned for that. Drew, um, I know Drew is amazing for being able to potentially get us uh, get us this gap. So I cannot wait. We are going to be going no into pressure. what? Okay. Oh, no pressure. No pressure, no pressure. <laughs> um, but next week we're going to be diving into Disney's animated, or Disney Renaissance animated classic, Mulan. I'm going to finally see Mulan. Oh. Guys, I'm finally going to see Mulan. Never seen I've never seen Mulan. Super big issue. Uh-uh. How have you I, not seen this movie? I don't know, like, but I know a lot of facts about it. Like, I've read the Mulan wikia, like, a lot of times because I think that I'll Make a Man Out of You song is really interesting. And kind of like the Scar song, or, like, Be Prepared, how I, like, want to hold down just, like, the fandom wikia of that song. I, like, did that for, for like, a song in this that I had assumed was the villain song my entire life whenever I heard it because I was like, it sounds like a bad guy song. Uh, and only to find out, not only was it not the bad guy song, it was, like, the, the love interest song. And he was sung by like Donny Osmond, even though B.D. Wong like was the voice of the character and B.D. Wong had already like won a Tony on Broadway for like having a good mm. Disney singing voice, but they just needed Donny Osmond. But no, yeah. I've never seen this movie. I know Eddie Murphy's in it. Yeah, there, I mean, there are, there is a perfectly a lot of um, Asian actors involved with this movie, but we're gonna see that for next time episode um yeah. so i'm excited to get into this last week i know uh, this was also one of the big movies at the time um where you know we hadn't we haven't seen any you know animated asian american characters on the big screen i mean little all that much, you know, we just talked about mr Miyamiya, mr Miyagi, obviously but you know especially for movies and things like that they were just very few and far between and um growing up i know i personally this was m- one of my big favorites because i'm asian even though i don't look it <laughs> and i personally gravitated towards this story more than a lot of the other distances as a result. So we're gonna see that for our next episode. Guys, thanks so much for hanging out with us. And uh whoa, Drew, Drew. Um we are we also we have done a letterbox thing. We've done a thing, oh, guys. Oh my god, we're gonna have a letterbox guys where it's we have a thing, it's a list. On Letterbox, so you can see all either, of them that either one. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. You yeah, do it. I'm so excited. Yeah, movies that night, uh, one or both of us have not seen. So we definitely encourage you guys to, uh, you know, if you're on if you're on the tier of the Patreon, check it out. Um, there's a whole bunch of movies I have not seen. Um, and you won't I, know if if we, if like one of us hasn't seen it, and you want to like and if wait, like if you want to. If you want us to watch a movie, only one of us uh, needs to have not seen it. So we have a list that's like some of them are movies that Alex hasn't seen and some of them are movies I haven't seen. The point is, like, you don't know whose is whose. And secondly, uh, like, you can just recommend recommend one of them. And it's pretty 
good. I would like to be forced to watch a couple more films and uh, like that are like not in my purview. And then you can come on the show and talk to us uh, about it. Um, sort mm-hmm. of like the way we opposite pitch Marisol, you're going to like be the person who knows a lot about us and one or both of us will uh, be watching with the fresh eyes. Cause that's all like, the show is about just like watching movies either like for the first time or with fresh eyes and getting to revisit and sort of argue, not argue, but like, you know, to see like somebody's version of something that you feel very strongly about. What's that? I have not seen Speed. I'm sorry, Lon. <laughs> uh, Lon, it's not shocking. It's just, I also saw Die Hard for the very first time like earlier this year because of Lucas. Uh, he argued once it was like the best action film ever made. And I was like, no, are you kidding? It's a great action movie, but I've not but it's not the greatest action movie ever made. That's like, loaded. You can't say that and then tell somebody to watch something. I mean, and then I was like, okay, I see it. And after I'm like, actually, you know what? It's, I think it might be the, the best costume movie ever made. I've recently watched uh, Live, Die, Repeat. Yeah, I'm going to call it that. I uh, haven't seen that before. Guess what? That was like a, I was like, I'm not a big Tom Cruise fan. And I was like, I watched it recently. And I was like, pretty, like, pretty lawless con like uh execution of like a very like difficult idea and like a movie so like yeah i would say it's like top five like sci-fi films for me like and i know that's crazy i know that's crazy but it's like up there jackie brown oh naturally scratch that i've seen that movie i love eternal sunshine it's my favorite tarantino movie wait i've seen this movie oh you have you have we're doing it out loud we shouldn't be doing it out loud but there's what like we point is you pick from one of those movies we talk about it um that's really cool that that's set up i'm really excited about it um as for you alex where can we find you uh you can find me right here at real underscore alex mac you can find me on twitter you can also find me on tomorrow hosting a corruption themed episode of schmo Bates marisol this beautiful last right here is going to be debating tomorrow on a uh, corruption themed episode as uh, she's gonna be going against a chance allison just me so much fun and girl you got to answer your questions just saying. Mm-hmm. I'm on it. Just saying, girl. Mm-hmm. In our chat. <laughs> um, but also, uh, you know, I'm with the, the Cold Action Podcast Group. If you're a fan of Schmodown or anything along those lines, definitely give us a check. Check us out. We're available in podcast form and beyond. So you can find us on YouTube and everywhere else. Uh, me. Oh, me. It's my turn. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Let's get into it. Uh, Mondays and Thursdays. Oh, hi, you're on my channel. Uh, this is the Video Drew Network. Please like and subscribe if you like this kind of content or other kinds of content, or even if you just want to help boost numbers. Like and subscribe and comment. Apparently, commenting really helps. Uh, you can find me on this channel a lot of the week, Mondays and Thursdays, doing the Video Chronic Pop Culture Quiz, uh, which is 20 questions, uh, deep questions about one specific movie. So, like, kind of like inner geekdom style questions about specific film or franchise uh like last night we did black panther and it was like really really a really tough quiz even by like the tough 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 quiz standards and uh alex your boy won so like that was ryan or malcolm yeah ryan Ryan won it was pretty awesome but it was like it was a really it was a really tough quiz uh, I don't know what we're doing Thursday, sorry. So on um, Tuesday, Cinema Bias here at 8 p.m. with Alex Mack. Uh, Wednesdays, it's my like 
freebie day. So I, I do a couple of things. I either stream on twitch.tv video drew where I watch movies, uh, sometimes with uh, Lon the Delinquent Eris, who is in the chat right now, mm-hmm. talking about speed. Uh, apparently he's going to do that. Um, and then Fridays I do Twitch uh, Twitch over at, uh, yeah, I do video drew karaoke or whatever I call it. I'm like fading. I'm doing a, a video karaoke on Fridays at 8 p.m. Um, and then on Sundays I have In the Dark with Video Drew. And oh my God, it's a lot. So go over the Patreon, check it out because even like talking this many shows makes it sound like I've spiraled into some sort of madness. It's definitely not true. I also have, by the way, my match coming up against Mark Yoda Riley uh, over on the movie trivia showdown. That's going to be coming out Thursday. So like video drew is win process and we're just going to like go with that. So I think that like sums it up for the evening. Yeah, Tomorrow, that's we'll it, watch lady. Maybe. Uh, watch mm-hmm. Blues Brother. Yeah, we had one recently. Okay, guys. See you later. We're, we're Cinema Bias. This has been Video Drew and Alex Mack with Marisol. And goodbye now.